Chapter Two, A Most Vexing Decision. After receiving the invitation from his uncle, Simeon had made all the necessary arrangements, and on the evening of the fourth, in a rather apprehensive mood, was dropped by cab close to the central London address, carrying a small case with one hand. And holding a business card high in the other, he strolled briskly in the warmth of the late summer air, trying to get a sense of the direction in which the house numbers ran around the square. The curious little card had accompanied the invitation from his uncle. It was inscribed with the St James's address on one side, and a sketch of what appeared to be a small whirlpool on the reverse. He counted down from the last building. Showing a visible street number until arriving at his destination, walking through the small gate and up the large stone steps towards the foreboding black-panelled door, he noticed the same whirlpool design engraved in the semi-circular window above. With one last deep breath to steady himself, he knocked. As the door opened. Simeon felt dizzy and slightly nauseous, a feeling he would later contribute to nerves. The tall, balding, white-gloved man in the doorway gazed just above Simeon's head. "May I help you? I am here to meet with my uncle Barnabas, Barnabas Cruz." His explanation was cut short by a booming voice from within. "He's with me, Jenkins." This is my nephew. I'll look after him from here. Through the door, Simeon could see a great bear of a man bounding across the mosaic-tiled floor. He was exquisitely dressed and sported a wide moustache, which framed his beaming smile. Uncle Barnabas, hello, my boy. Well, let him in, Jenkins. Come on, poor boy can't get started from out there. Jenkins nodded and indicated to a small desk just inside the door. Certainly, sir. The gentleman will, of course, be required to sign the visitor's book during his stay. Oh, quite so. Quite right. Come on, my boy. Let's make this legal and above board. Simeon stepped into the vast entrance hall and looked up to the ceiling, which rose through two floors above them. The area was framed by a number of internal balconies. To his left was a manned cloakroom, and ahead a pair of large, solid doors. Barnabas took Simeon's coat while inquiring about the journey, and then, once pleasantries were over, he placed a hand on either side of the young man's shoulders. His smile, dropping slightly. It is fabulous to see you, and I am delighted that you accepted my invitation. I truly am. However, forgive me for a moment while I take a more sombre tone. You see, our time together is limited, and this undertaking is of a most serious nature. The information I will be sharing with you throughout this week must remain for your ears only. Do you understand? I do. Good. Good. In my letter, I promised you an opportunity for success and wealth. However, these next few days act only as a guide of the routes and roads to be taken. If the man taking the quest is not up to this task, then simply understanding these directions will not suffice. Thank you, Uncle. I have been warned. Let's get started. One moment. Take your time, young man. 
I have a number of questions to ask you. Barnabas pointed to the wall behind him, saying, You should only step through this next set of doors if you genuinely wish for your life to change. Please listen to these words, and I ask you most earnestly, do you wish to become wealthier than you can currently comprehend with success you cannot yet possibly dream of? Yes, yes, I would. Who wouldn't? Why would you ask? Barnabas stared, as if strangely possessed, his voice showing signs of impatience. Because it's so vitally important, that's why I need you to focus. Imagine in your mind's eye your personal interpretation of wealth. Simeon raised his brow, stared slightly to the right, and grinned. I have it. Barnabas tapped two fingers on the top of the young man's head. You hardly had time to visualize anything at all. Take your time, concentrate hard, and then ask yourself, are you ready to start the journey that will take you there? Simeon took a deep, slightly agitated breath, closed his eyes, and thought hard on his uncle's request. Yes, I truly am. Do you want to join the ranks of the extremely successful? Of course I do, without a doubt. Do you understand that only a small number of men have ever been invited to join this club, and fewer still ever take permanent residence in the greater society beyond these doors? I do now. And yet, you still wish to continue? Yes, of course. Whatever else you have to warn me of, Uncle, shall we just assume that I accept and we can move on? Assumption is not in my nature, dear boy. Listen to me carefully. One way or another, your life is about to change. Few people hear these words when offered, but I will share them anyway, and you will no doubt hear me say them again and again. Your life will change. You don't realize it yet, but you are currently in a fairly enviable position of ignorance. Thank you very much, I'm sure. Ignorant and enviable, what a perfectly delightful combination. Not very often. But on this occasion, yes, each and every person who stood at this threshold spent some time afterwards wishing they had turned away. Once you and I lift the lid on Pandora's box, it will always be open. You will not be able to unlearn what you have learnt. You are warning me of the, the consequences of my own success? Or the opposite. There have been those who walk through these doors unwilling to rise to the challenge. They now spend their lives constantly aware of what could have been theirs, knowing that their own weaknesses keep them from true happiness. It's propinquity, an unremitting reminder of their failure. If that is to be your destiny, then I'm afraid your future holds nothing but anger and bitterness. Simeon swallowed hard, the cheerfulness draining from his features. So, I ask you, before you go any further, do you still wish to accept my invitation to join the extremely successful salesman's club?
There was a slight hesitation, and then Simeon answered, Yes. Barnabas produced the bright golden key, attached by a short chain to the inside of his jacket. Simeon could hear the echoes in the space beyond where they stood as the key turned in the lock. Barnabas threw open the large double doors, signaling for his nephew to walk through them. Ahead of them was a corridor of around twenty feet in length, the floor paved with highly polished black and white diamonds, bordered by portraits of austere men who looked down on the pair as they walked past like discontented chess pieces watching over a narrow marble board. Simeon suddenly felt as though he had not been ready for this at all.'